Hello everybody and welcome to Shield Bash this week. My name is Mark and I will be your GM and host for today. To my right... Will playing Uko. Jason playing the Lizard Wizard. Uh, attention, this lizard may not be a wizard. Terms and conditions may apply. Curtis playing Donk. Where the fuck is Neil? Uh, yeah, I'm here too. This is Pete playing uh, Nat Loomis. Fucking Lizard Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Britt playing Balmy Tiger. And the answer to your question, Kurt, is uh, classified. We could tell you, but we'd have to kill you. No, actually, uh, Neil is just out today, everybody. Uh, Tooth Grimscar will make a return later on in the podcast. But as of today, um, I think he was just distraught because he's the only one that got caught in the kobold trap, so he had to leave. Weren't we going to take a vote on that? Hey, Neil, uh, if you don't come back, can I have your space? So um, actually, so roomy over here. actually, GM Fiat, I'm going to start to uh, spread out into that space because I do need the extra space with all my GMing uh, paraphernalia and materials. Now, see, Will, when I heard you ask that, I was thinking you were requesting his prison pocket. <laughs> Damn, Pete, uh, I can't, I can't claim that. It's already been claimed. Yeah, we wouldn't want to take it away from Britt. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was going there. Well, you went there first, so I mean, yeah, I, I was hoping Will would get that spot because then I could spread that direction too, and like have space for all the recording equipment and my stuff, and I don't have to talking like Neil's not coming back now, just because we want the space. We were gonna take a vote on it, right? <laughs> it's, it's nothing personal. I mean, actually, this is not a visual medium, so we could put him over there at the desk in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd all have more space. Your space has been voted to other people. <laughs> we we sent him a recording of the, like the episodes, and he just has to uh, give us a reaction recording, and then I just splice it in. <laughs> there we go. He can Cloaca. <laughs> there it is, right there. We don't even <laughs> just insert that every so often. We just got to put on a soundboard, you know. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Cloaca. Roll one. 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 That way he doesn't even have to phone it in. <laughs> I mean, we haven't played with Tooth enough to, to know, but like when he was playing Jarwin, he was like, 37. <laughs> you know, random high numbers, that's all you need. Yep. Doesn't matter. It's all the same. 37. I have sex with the ugly chick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I rolled a 27 for seduction. Hey, I can totally seduce her. She wasn't, she wasn't ugly. She was terrifying. There's a difference. <laughs> ugly on the inside. Are we sure she was a she? Yes. I have it on authority, yes. So, who else? Excuse me. Ah, excuse me. You alright, bro? Yeah, just head to belch. So, who else is waiting for one of these introductions to hear? Hi, this is Pete playing Meta. (laughs) I I, I, I think he's done it almost a couple of times. Yep. I keep waiting for him to say Nat Bendikar instead of of Nat Lumos. I didn't even make that connection. That's a good one. Because they're, sm- they're spelled different. In fact, when I wrote it down on the uh, initiative tracker, I started to write nap, just the N with no G, and I'm like, nope, fuck, can't do that. <laughs> I'll look at Pete. I mean, I'll look at uh, Will instead of Pete. I think maybe this should be our ongoing thing, is uh, every campaign we have a nap. <laughs> hmm. Something very close to the N-A-T. Well, I mean, we, we have N-A-T. N-A-T-H G-N-A-T And then we could have like a Natalie Or (laughs) Natasha You know That goes by Nat Or uh, a Nathan Or something You know Just just keep the trend rolling 
I wouldn't mind playing like a an Olfen warrior named Natasha. Tune in for our our next campaign where everybody plays something that starts with NAT. No, who um, would do something like that? Let's not. Let's Especially not. The let's whole not go there at the same time. Who would do such a thing? I can I can speak from experience. When everyone in the group has the same type of name, it can get confusing. Oh and, yeah. And for our, our listeners slash Will and Mark. Um, <laughs> When we're playtesting a thing, we're calling the Gauntlet right now, and almost all of us are variations of the name Peter, Petra, Repeat, uh, Patty. Good times. Yeah. Gig. Oh, sorry. No, uh, you <laughs> joke, but um, because of things, Neil's character is named Dick Dick. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't have thought any other uh, name would be appropriate. So how's everybody doing? A little sleepy. Yeah, it's a little earlier today than what we we usually do, but you know, hey, we got that extra hour of sleep. Woohoo! Daylight savings time's over. Yay! Yay! You guys got to sleep an extra hour. That's cool. Well, I I spent my hour driving, but other than that, it was okay. I think I might have got some sleep around yeah. Mattoon, Tuscola. I don't know. I don't remember. That means you were sleeping. Yeah, I I, I blinked like right out of Mattoon, and all of a sudden, hey, there's Tuscola. All right, autopilot. That's okay. There's nothing in between there anyway. Just lots of. Corn and beans, and corn and beans, and clouds of bean dust as they're combining. Hey, speaking of beans, I, I saw something at the grocery store the other day. I want to get your opinion on, guys. I hate it. <laughs> it was a pizza that was green bean casserole. No. Yeah, I'm not, not, no. I would try it. Wow. Green they, bean okay. casserole. That could be really, really good or really horrible. Did you look at this pizza? Like, is there, what, what? What exactly is it? I mean, is it's it still had dish? mozzarella, I think. But, um, yeah, your your sauce was your cream of mushroom, you know, and then you had the green beans as a topping. They have the uh, you know. the toasted onion strings on top? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I don't think it would be bad. I'm thinking it might be all right. I think it would largely depend on the type of crust. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. But well, I would try it. I thin think crust, it, for it, sure. Yeah, it was somewhere yeah. between thin and hand-tossed, you know, so a thick, thin crust, if, yeah, that kind of deal. Not that I'm trying to, to plug this pizza or anything, but what brand? I believe it was a Mama Cozy's. Yeah, I was at Aldi. Oh. Okay, I've oh. never had that, so I can't can't think about mm. the crust on that. Actually, it's not too bad a pizza. We've had them before. They're not, they're not bad at all. Okay. I was just trying to match the crust with, you know, those but that flavor it's, profile. It's like the crust is like the edges turned up, so it's like... You no, hold the stuff it's, in. It's pretty flat. It's not that saucy. No, yeah, it was definitely okay. You know, all right. Yeah. I mean, I've and tried I could be wrong. It, it might not be Mama Cozy brand because it was in the deli section. Normally, their frozen pizzas are Mama Cozy, but yeah, crazy shit. Uh, I mean, I've tried a lot of different types of pizza: macaroni and cheese pizza, Casey's. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't Casey's. It no? was homemade. But uh, right. anyway, um, BLT. Yeah. You know, I, I bacon chicken ranch is delicious. Yeah, mm. it's um, done properly. I, I've had some. I had some that would um, had the um, the big plops of mozzarella, not like shredded cheese, but sure. like like, like the actual was, sliced uh, mozzarella put down. On yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like it didn't have any sort of red sauce. It was just an olive oil drizzle mm. and spinach leaves. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to admit, I did not enjoy that one. But Mm-mm. you know, I, I tried it. Try them. Never know. Well, you know, at Aldi, it's, it's funny because it's a German chain, you know, number one. It's, like, huge in Europe and stuff. And yep. we, we've got them back here several years ago when I was a kid. So, I mean, they've been in the United States for, like, forever. But every once in a while, you find, like, hidden gems in there and stuff. And, like, uh, my personal favorite, I like the Cristolan 
it's like the Christmas bread that they have every year. Oh yeah. Um, very heavy bread, very you know sugary but delicious. Then there's like like you were saying, like he was talking about the weird pizzas and stuff. But sometimes you can get like the margarita pizza, which is like the big slices of mozzarella, just a, a plain red sauce, and then like you know oregano and spices and stuff. A lot of the cookies, a lot of different uh, sauces and candied fruits and different things that we'd never would have thought of because it's from Europe and you're like oh that's cool let me try that some of them are good some of them are not good but you know it's it's neat to try new things especially when it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg yeah the one product that, that we've had here in our group that kind of hits me like that is that Jason gets canned cheese mm. from oh, yeah. somewhere and <laughs> it's delicious Washington State University has their own creamery I get a, a tin of it every year for Christmas from Grandma B thanks Grandma B I uh, I really like Screaming Sicilian uh, pizzas. Oh, yeah. Very good. Uh, and if you want, they turn if you go to our website, shieldbash.net, you can see me <laughs> with their mustache from the back of their box there you go. on my face. Uh, <laughs> I always wondered what that was. And uh, when we eventually switch those pictures out uh, at some point, I will go get the other one, which is a much thinner mustache. And that will be my picture for that one. Pencil thin mustache. Years ago, uh, I got my buddy what I still consider the best birthday gift. It's the Lando Calrissian disguise kit, and it's just it's a cardboard picture of Lando Calrissian with a fake mustache on it that you can glue to your face. Wow. I want to see I want to see you use Mark's mustache. <laughs> they don't have one of those on the back of the box. I think Mark may object to me taking that off his face. Yeah, my wife would not like that either. It's kind of a trademark kind of deal. You, you know? don't want to fight her. I, I keep telling my wife, like, I, I love having the facial hair that I have. And like he said, it's, I mean, people come to know me. Oh, yeah, you're the, the beard mustache guy, you know, or, or whatever. I remember that guy, you know. But eating poses problems. Anything with sauce, anything that's over, like, you know, condiment, you know, like mustard, ketchup, stuff like that. Soups, you have to be very, very careful or you end up wearing them. Um, There's a method. So it's like, oh, yeah, but it sucks. I mean, it's hard, you know. Yeah, exactly. Look like you're trying to kiss somebody every all time. time, you know, or you open your mouth really wide, and then like you have to kind of, you know, snake the spoon hey, in there and stuff. Mark, I know you're older, but they did invent napkins. Well, yeah, but Pete, that doesn't do you any good because that's an after the fact thing. Right. I'm talking about preventative measures. Okay, Mark. now there is there is a thing that I have come to discover, like for drinking coffee and tea, and they're actually Strauss. mustache guards. Okay. No, mustache guards you put on your cup, and it fits right where your your lip is and then it keeps it keeps your mustache protected from the liquid but then how are you going to have coffee for later (laughs) (laughs) well there's lots of things i'd rather have for later my mustache what you really need to do is just quit half-assing this and commit and grow your beard and mustache long enough out that you can braid it and get it out of the way that way (laughs) (laughs) well yeah or i could i mean well why don't you use uh you know wax on your mustache i'm like i don't know why why don't you wax your ass i don't know i mean if you tried to get wax out of a mustache it kind of sucks no no. that's expensive and time consuming exactly you braid it once and there it is right 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 and then you can put little weights on it and you know like swing it around to hit people with i mean there's it's a very actually have i actually have uh um, it's an accoutrement that I got at a renaissance fair. And it's basically a piece of uh, like twisted high-gauge wire. And it has a little anchor charm on the end of it. And you actually braid it through and around your beard. And so it like braids your beard without braiding your beard. And then you have the, 
the anchor hanging down, so it's like great for pirate cosplay and shit. But I got that, and it was it was awesome. See, you're all missing the mark. What you need is Teflon spray. <laughs> you mean you mean like Scotch guard my my mustache and beard? Exactly. <laughs> Will's going all high tech over there. Wow. You just you you put in the mouth cover. You spray your whole <laughs> style it like you will and let it dry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds like some shit an IT guy would say. Modern problems require modern solutions. If you just co- cover that with a waterproof polymer, you won't have to do it once. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing gets stuck in that. Uh, just slides right off into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a funnel. <laughs> I just came up with a new product. <laughs> no, I Suck believe. on that, beard and mustache waterproofer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need royalties <laughs> for both the phrase and the product. I keep getting stuff in my beard. Suck on that. We have documented proof that Will thought of the idea first. <laughs> That's awesome. you got to run out and copyright that and everything so that when somebody actually does make it, you'll be able to get... Uh, Sue them and get a bunch yeah, of money. Well, like I got with the websites, right? I got a couple of uh, I got a couple of months before this airs, probably. So I bet by then I can come up with a supply chain. <laughs> Damn, as long as it's not coming from China, right? Because yeah, otherwise, it'll be on a <laughs> boat. It's a slow <laughs> supply chain, but it'll get here eventually. <laughs> as long as the contracts are signed, that's all that's important. <laughs> it's a supply chain that's coiled out in the ocean. Hey, um. Complete change of subject. One thing I actually meant to mention this last time we were we were recording because uh, I've been contacted by several listeners about this, and Shield Bash is not done with Serpent Skull. We will reach a stop point here with these characters and switch back. Britt will still be GMing. We will do book two, and then we will switch back to this. Oh yeah, I thought we made that pretty clear, but I guess not, huh? I thought so too. We'd mentioned it several times. Mm. We will not have a separate feed. It will all be on the same feed. This is not like a new campaign. It well, I mean, this is a new campaign, but we're not doing like campaign two separate feed stuff yet. Like this is all just this. However, comma any of you listeners that would like to support us via Patreon to enable us to work more on this and less on our real jobs we would be uh, all up for that so if you want to send money to us uh, you could get a hold of us through uh, shieldbash.net and we'd be greatly appreciative and, and we us, mentioned let you us on know there. you would like to do that we don't have a patreon yet but by the time we get this out on the air you at least had better incorporated us will i'll think about it <laughs> <laughs> no really we'll be uh, we'll be going back to the serpent skull uh, have no fear um we're just trying to uh, give uh you know, Britta break, and I took over the uh, the GMing helm for uh, some PFS2, Pathfinder 2 stuff. We hope you're enjoying that. Um, but let us know. You know, reach out. Give us some comments, uh, you know, criticisms, whatever. Unless we're messing the rules up, because you can tell us, but we'll just probably keep messing yeah, them well, up, because well, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do best. <laughs> I think everybody does. Speaking of incorporating, I did start that process. I just have finished that process. Ah. <laughs> hey, man. Start it. That's important. You're transitioning? <laughs> yes. From normal to LLC. I mean, who knew getting a dog in a sex change was such a thing? Whatever. I'm becoming a, an entity legal uh, in the eyes of Illinois. Transcending the, the basic laws of nature and becoming an entity. Yes. 
I, I got a complete side joke for you guys here. Uh, I saw this online. I don't remember who posted it, so no credit to me. But uh, you know, you're in your your boss's office, and boss says, "Well, let's put this aside for the time being." Look around nervously. Is it here, boss? What? Can only you see the time being? <laughs> the time <Yeah>. being? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Where, where I work, that would get you uh, referred to EAP, <laughs> the Employee Assistance Program. <laughs> to be fair, that might be a brick for your job, right? With as many times as you get mandated. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's what's funny. They're they're talking about you know writing people up because you know they've just been saying no, I'm not staying for another eight hours or ten hours, and uh, you know what the penalty is? They send you time home? off. They give you one to three days off. <laughs> oh yeah, without pay. After you've already been mandated three days in a week, and you've got extra pay. So, what's the downside of that, really? I mean, yeah. you need a break? You just say no, and then, you know. You want to work three days a week instead of six and make the same amount of money? Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been reading through things online about how people are being promoted from employee to customer. I'm guessing, Mark, in your job, that's not the goal. No. No, no. And, it, I mean... The nice, one of the nice things about it, it's very, very hard to be let go from my job. I mean, you have to really work at it. Um, like, it's almost criminal <laughs> how hard you have to work to be let go at my job. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. Uh, all right. Hey, so. You are, in fact, a dungeon master professional. <laughs> I am. I am. But I don't get to use very many cool traps. We ran into a, a similar thing. We uh, we have key stations at work now where we all have to go and pick up our keys for our buildings and drop them off at the beginning and end of our shift because they were worried about loss of hours because some people were leaving early. So instead of knowing who it was and concentrating on those people, they instead lose anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes every day per for every employee rather than worried about just those like half a dozen or to a dozen leaving an hour early every, like every couple days. Aren't and they it's like, hourly? Yeah, but we don't have clock stations. We put in our time through a website, so they right. were like keeping their hours the same, but just leaving. Gotcha. Right? But they fixed this by costing themselves what I figured to be about $200,000 a year. Ah, yes, yes. The, uh, the bureaucracy of a large organization yep. never fails to uh, amaze me. It doesn't require a large organization to do that. No. No, but I'm saying it's it's like endemic in larger organizations. Yes. It seems oh, like yeah. it's spreading to smaller and smaller organizations and, and companies because they're like, well, that's the way the federal government does it. Or I bet at the same what time. what corporate America does. That's what we got to do. other side of their mouth. Yes, exactly. They're saying we want more productivity, too. Well, anytime that you make somebody leave their assigned area to go somewhere else for a purely administrative reason, that's downtime. That's, that's, I mean, like he's saying, is it better for them to walk all the way over here just to turn in keys so they can be accountable or just let them do their job and then if they can skate out a couple minutes early, let them skate out a couple minutes early. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and Britt, what they're saying on the other side actually is uh, – it's difficult for us to find more people who want to work here because we don't always have enough funding. And it's like, well, maybe if you weren't wasting funds on this. And, oh, yeah, uh -huh. remember how you bought everybody uniform shirts, coats, and hats? Yeah. 
It's like it's, maybe don't do that. Yeah, you know, it's like may, maybe uh, maybe we wouldn't be at seventy percent of our required workforce if if you guys knew what the, you were doing. It's mm. like that everywhere right now, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to complain because it's a good job. Yep. And I'm happy working there, but right. you know, and and why, who I really feel bad is actually for my boss because these decisions are made two levels above him. Mm. And it's like he's just stuck dealing with us, who are stuck dealing with the crap. And so it's like he gets the flack from us, even though he has no decision-making authority in that at all. And it's just like I feel ah, bad for him. Ah, yes, the joys, the, the joys of middle management. You yeah. get it from both ends. I was thinking God. the same thing. You guys all have such stressful jobs. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, my my job would not be stressful, uh, other than just the inherent stress of where I work. But it's all manufactured, and it's usually manufactured by either the people in charge or the people that I work with. The people, my clients, so to speak, <laughs> I hardly ever have problems with those because if I have too much of a problem with any of those clients, they go away. They no, they no longer are in my area because I can do that. That's one of my things. But like what he's saying, when you're having to deal with somebody that's in a different region or even Washington, D.C., and the only person you have to bitch to is the person that's directly above you that has absolutely no control over it. But they're the only one you can bitch to because if you send emails, they frown on that. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that. But, you know, it may or may not have happened. So, so yeah, I mean, manufactured stress is a real thing, you know. And stuff like doing stupid things for no reason, like walking, you know, however far you have to walk to turn your keys in and pick oh. your keys up before you work. The, we drive, which means they also pay us mileage. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> That is fantastic. Well, I don't know anything about doing stupid things for no reason in my job. Well, right, because your people know what they're doing, right? Exactly. <laughs> As per my last email. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, you know where I don't have any stress? And that's no. right here around this table with you guys. Because when we play Pathfinder together, that is like my de-stress time. Even GMing, I have a ball. And uh, speaking of a ball... Do we play Pathfinder here? Yeah, Pathfinder, Pathfinder 2, you know. I work very hard to create oh, a stress-free environment here at the Knights of the Octagon Recording Studios. <laughs> mm, yes. This is, this is the Shield Bash Recording Studios. Knights of the Octagon is a separate organization, yeah. Yeah. which you can also feel free to donate money to. Yes. Find <laughs> us as a 501c3 charitable organization. And they are the, uh, the, the founders, runners, and uh, head chief and bottle washers of the Farmageddon. Farmageddon Gaming Convention. That's Find right. links on all our social medias. Yeah, if you haven't come to Farmer City and hung out with us at Farmageddon, you are cheating yourself. Quit doing that. You'll hate yourself if you don't do it. Come, party with us, eat with us, drink with us, and play Pathfinder and pretty much any other system you want to play. If you're in another country, you should fly into O'Hare, Chicago, and then make your way down. <laughs> no, fly into Bloomington. I wouldn't do that. It's expensive. <laughs> uh, Springfield's got some cheap flights right now. I wouldn't do that either. What? How is Bloomington expensive? You fly from O'Hare to Bloomington. Yes, after you get done flying in from Sweden or oh. wherever. Yeah, I mean, if you've got enough money to fly into the country to begin with, I think you can get a connecting flight to Bloomington and save yourself three hours of driving. You could. Or 12 hours of walking. Hey, you walk fast as fuck, dude. Or, or I'll just throw this out here. Damn. I'll just I'll just throw this out here. If Renan. you fly in from Sweden to attend the Farmageddon Gaming Convention with us this year or next year, let us know, 
and I personally will drive up to Chicago to get you and bring you to Farmer City. It's got to be from Sweden. Has to be from Sweden or um, somewhere you know on the other side of the world like that. If we place somebody with a charter bus, any place <laughs> else, and you have to Amtrak down, and we'll pick you up closer. Correct. Amtrak is a train for those of you from outside the country. But it's not a cool bullet train like you have in Europe. It's just kind of a crappy regular train. No, yeah. it's really nice. It does this thing because where it rocks back and forth, so you can like easily be rocked to sleep. But they do have a bar car on most of them, though, so there's a plus there. If you come to Farmageddon from Sweden, I will buy you a beer. I mean, it'll be domestic because I can't afford that. But, you know. Oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> I, we're going to totally up that mark. No, we will buy you a Red Mountain Devil because that is the best thing at Farmageddon as far as you know I'm concerned personally. I'll pay your admission. That's Whoa. what I'll do. Look at that, man. Okay, Swedish listeners, man. Come on. We're sweet in the you, pot. If you arrive in O'Hare for this convention, apparently everything will be taken care of as soon as you hit the ground. And Neil gives front rubs. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can have, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it because we want, we want somebody from Sweden to come and attend, right? You can have the celebrity seat for the entire con, Jason's lap. Wow. <laughs> as long as you're playing at my games. That's right. As long as you're playing at his table. I mean, you can't really sit on his lap if you're not playing at his table. Cause, you guys, you know, that would get weird. You're just yeah. so transparent. You just want this Nordic goddess to come. I mean, no, it could be a god. Yeah, we're, fine. yeah. we're, we're okay with that. <laughs> could be Sven or Oli. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to sit on little Jason's lap. <laughs> no, what's wonderful about that is if Sven comes, I can play my half orc ranger named Sven de Velderon. There you go. I could I could brush out my old uh, my old war priest, Ulfgar. Or um, I also have a uh, Ahmed ibn Fahalan ibn Rashid ibn Hamas ibn Eben. <laughs> He's a Viking. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, wow. He's from 13th Warrior, Brett. That's why it sounded somewhat yes. familiar. Yeah, right. yeah. His I name is actually longer than that, but that's all that fits in Paizo's website. Right, right, right. And in the movie, if you've ever seen the movie, the just guy just keeps looking ago. at him. Yeah. yeah, guy keeps looking at him. He goes, Eben. <laughs> no, no, no. Ahmed Eben Fahalas. Eben means son of Eben. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't lift this. Then <laughs> grow stronger. It's <laughs> a fantastic movie. Jen, we know you haven't seen it. Go ahead and watch it. You have a dog. What movie? Your dog or jump. Warrior. Warrior. Hey, hey, give it air, but a sword it makes a knife. knife. Can I give that That's to my daughter after you die? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Banderas plays a um, Arab uh, who is basically part of a group of. 12 other Norse warriors, and it follows the story of Beowulf. Obviously adjusted, but... Yeah, the uh, the book was uh, called Eaters of the Dead, written by Michael Crichton. If you haven't read that, do yourself a favor, read it. It's pretty good. And then watch the movie, because it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yep. And then come back here and listen to the rest of this episode. All <laughs> 10 minutes of it. Yeah, or fly in from Sweden to Farmageddon. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'll even expand this. My offer, part of the offer anyway, is if you're a Swedish born individual ellie uh and you want to come here uh ellie from androids and aliens we will still pay <laughs> for your admission ellie and um it lets you be at the convention ellie yeah i heard androids was coming to a close here soon maybe maybe she'll take up up on it you know? and, yeah. and a budweiser well that did it <laughs> we've got her for sure now yeah, no, she might <laughs> I mean, really up to the pot there yeah i'm sure she'll come all the way out here across the mountains for a budweiser 
Mm-mm. You'd be surprised. I would be incredibly <laughs> surprised, yes. I mean, I'd come all the way over here for water if I was, you know, really thirsty. <laughs> Where were we? Well, we were in the, um, what used to be a throne room, down in the bottom of the first level, in our adventure, and unfortunately, Tooth Grimstar had made a discovery, and it was not a good discovery. He discovered a trap with his big orc foot. And it did about eight points of damage, and he is now stuck to the floor in that area, and uh, (laughs) he is in a lot of pain. Okay, despite what we discussed earlier, can we instead just leave him here? <laughs> y- you know, I'm, I'm perfectly game with that, but I, I don't know what would happen to him as there is a stairwell going down into darkness uh, directly to the north of you all. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, he won't fall down. It, I mean, he's stuck to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was more worried about something coming up and eating him. Oh, oh okay, okay. Nah, it doesn't sound like the sort of thing that you would do, Mark. Did, didn't we find him in a cage? Yeah, but that was from self-preservation because there were kobolds trying to get to him so that they could either eat him or feed him to the baby, if you remember what they said. From his story, it kind of sounded like he was drunk, actually. From my recollection, those kobolds weren't a whole lot of harm for anybody, so uh, I think he's just a big old pussy. Well, well not, not when there's, you know, six of you, but when there's one of you by yourself and you may not be in the best of mental states and or coordination because of well reasons um six kobolds on one orc that would have been in a that would have been a little little bit of a problem even for old tooth grimscar so well, met on pornhub <laughs> <laughs> my mom always told me work. if you're gonna use something you put it back when you're done so the way i sees it we found him in a cage <laughs> we can leave him in a trap that's close enough okay I believe there's a meme for this. Bridger is over there cutting the uh, the the hands off of this blue dragon cobalt, and it's just like, uh, no, no. <laughs> He's Don't. like hurt, man. We should like we are like morally obligated to care for him. Dunk's just looking back and forth. He's trying to figure out if you guys are being serious or not. <laughs> Uko is already trying to. Pry this trap open and get it off of his foot. Oh, Uko, that's that's very thoughtful of you. Um, go ahead and give me an athletics check, and we'll see if uh, if if you can get Tooth out of there. Tooth will assist you. Ten. With Tooth also helping, and with his superior uh, brawn and and strength, he uh, he he and you are able to get his foot out of there. His lower leg, though, is quite mangled, um, and you're thinking that it's probably going to be a good thing if he would like. Uh, you know, go back to the surface maybe. Um, it, you could offer him some healing. Um, but when you do, he's like, I'm not really much on that magical stuff. I want to go back to the uh, to the woods so I can get some herbs and and uh, 27 herbs and spices. And uh, you know, do my own up. thing. Do my own thing. I, I'm, I'm more of a holistic type of guy. So, um, that's so, so Tooth is, uh, he's voting to going back up to the surface. While taking notes on this uh, blue-scaled kobold, Nat looks up and goes, So you're, you have a problem against magic, but there was magic used in the fight and you didn't... Uh, okay. Uh, like, don't read too much into it, man. It, it's, it's temporary. Aren't we all? Oh, boy. Whoa. <laughs> Bridger, as, as you're having that, uh, that ex- existential conversation with, uh, with Nat... Um, and you're going through the uh, the hands of the kobolds, specifically the blue one. 
um, when you were looking at him, you found that he had a necklace, kind of like the one that you found on the other kobolds. It looks like some kind of a piece of a shell, ivory in color, but it has strange green veins running through it. The, the eggshells we yes, found. Yes, yes. Now, now, the one that Trapmaster has, it's only about three inches across, but uh, you think that the egg it came from, just, just from the curve of it, you're probably thinking it's probably almost two feet you know, two feet across. It's a big egg. Uko will take one of the, the spears and uh, put it alongside Tooth's leg so that it keeps it straight while we uh, get him up and moving. Awesome. So Uko is making a splint for old Tooth Grimscar. And uh, are you guys going to sally forth into the, the darkness below or are you going to go back up top? I believe first we will loot the room. Well, That's other not than. What I the heard for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I heard loop the worm. That, I, I thought that too, but then I'm like, okay, he's going to loot the room. All right, that makes go on sense. fishing, fishing, fishing with no hook. Well, we are <laughs> in a tie the worm on. Well, I, I guess you could fish down the stairwell if you really wanted to. I don't know. <laughs> we'll use tooth. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, you find um, um, the necklace is only on the uh, the blue kobold, and he was a trap master. You can tell that by the paraphernalia he carries with him. Unfortunately, he has already set up and used his trap, so there's no components for you to take with you. Um, you do find several spears, but they are small spears, and like the ones you already found on the other kobolds. Uh, doesn't appear to be any kind of anything with monetary value. However, you do know that all their pouches carry several smoked and salted fish. It's very, very good. I start taking smoked fish pouches. You gonna pickle them? They have already been smoked. I don't have to pickle them. I thought she was all about the pickles, man. This guy didn't have any fish. This one is good. didn't have any. Can Nat take a look at that necklace and see if she can figure out where that shell came from? Why, you certainly can. Uh, nature, would that be? Yes. So that'd be a nine. Yeah... You're not sure. I mean, because you're rather small, so everything looks larger to you than what it is. You think this may be, like I said, maybe it's an axe beak, maybe it's a, even a rock. I mean, you've heard of these 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 huge birds called rocks, and you're sure that they would have eggs of this size. But you really, you just don't know. Hey, what you got there? This is a uh, eggshell from a rock. Rocks don't have shells. What the hell are you talking about? No, it's a type of bird thing. I read it in a book. It's R-O-C, not R-O-K. Let me see. It's a 21. Yeah, you agree with him. You think it could came from a, a giant bird that you never heard of, or it could have been like from maybe a really, really big goose. You saw a really big goose in a farm one time. Like <laughs> It might have might have had an egg that big. It's a hell of a goose. <laughs> I mean, you just you really don't have a good handle on, on what this could have been. <laughs> it's a dire goose. I'm oh, <laughs> I see that kind of the rock. size of a cow. You reckon that's that's what they're calling the baby? Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Um, I guess we could call out to it. Uh, I don't know no rock calls, man. <laughs> you gotta sound like pebbles. Why don't we just take our <laughs> ill-gotten gains and go back up and talk to Tam? I miss Tam. Tooth says, I, I, w- I would like to go up and get back to the forest. Yes, we should go get our payment, because we're, we're done with what she asked, right? 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the basement. You go any further, I'd call that dungeon. Double basement. Whoa. Right? Hey, Jason, how tall is uh, how tall is Bridger? Six foot, I think. Oh, I thought you said seven last time, but maybe I'm wrong. Six foot two. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, Eyes are green. I'm assuming that our uh, our friend Tooth is uh, tall. Uko would attempt to help him back up there, but he's probably much too short to actually lean on for, for Tooth, so he's going to... Lean on me <laughs> when you're not strong. <laughs> Bridger, that, that song is beautiful, but could you please help him? Yeah, no, he sings while he helps. <laughs> I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry tooth. <laughs> yes, and uh, listeners are as as our our lizard wizard <laughs> and Uko um, help tooth back up to the surface. Um, the strains of a wonderful song um, follow them out of the dungeon. Just call as he starts singing. Dog looks at the party and says, "I'll scout ahead." <laughs> and he turns around and walks off. <laughs> uh, Donk, we're not going ahead. We're going back. You should scout back. Whatever. <laughs> what? I didn't hear you. <laughs> Meanwhile, every bad thing in this dungeon knows we're here. <laughs> We've already killed the bad things. Other than... Ugo, well. Ugo casts guidance on Bridger, hoping it's going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> You can carry a tooth, but you can't carry a tune. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nat riding Flea is following and kind of dancing in the saddle. Appreciate that somebody is just being shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys make your way back out of the dungeon, you know, past the uh, the ledge of the silver bowl and fountain, back through the spider-webbed lair of the aforementioned giant spider that you killed back into the uh, ravine which you have a little bit of problems getting tooth down and up but with all of you working together yeah down is not a problem (laughs) getting him back up is a little harder um and uh, once you get you get back to the uh to the basement of the otari fishery um you see that everything's exactly as you left it in fact it doesn't look like anybody's been down here since you guys left um probably oh seven eight hours ago so you're back in the basement of the fishery are you going to go up and speak to tamerly or what are you going to do yes and that will head upstairs to inform tamer tamerly what they found yeah i think we're all going up there hey fishery lady uh, we're ready for our payment. We took care of the rat problem and the little human baby problem, and everything's fine now. Um, she is at the bar, and as you burst out of the uh, doorway, Nat, um, what you can't see because you're quite short, but what Bridger and Tooth see as they follow you up the stairs is that the fishery has taken over a transformation in the last seven hours that you've been gone. There are tables all throughout the main floor of the fishery and there are several patrons there and they appear to be drinking and eating tamerly whirls around and says what 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 oh you're back oh hello uh yes um just a second i have to run these drinks out and she takes off to a table um out in the main room and uh, with a with a load uh, laden tray of uh, drinks and you notice for the first time that she kind of has a, a kind of a limp you didn't notice before um but she, she didn't move around a lot when you were last time rather than taking you to the edge of the stairs and uh she quickly pay they pay she brings the coins back puts them into a, a cash register she turns around she goes 
I'm sorry, you, you caught me at the dinner hour. Um, um, I expected you back a long time ago. My basement's not that big. Did you guys fall asleep? No, there were lots of rats and things, but we're ready for our payment. <sighs> Your basement's rats? bigger than you think, lady. Really? I told you, I am very fastidious about my, my, my basement, and, and there shouldn't have been any rats. Where did the rats come from? Did you find a, a little hole or yeah, anything? The, well, not so little, but there was a hole in the wall that went on into uh, other basements and stuff. Uh, other ba- other basements? What? There's kind of a circuitous route through your basement and into some kind of cavern. Oh. You may not be aware of this, but Otari is actually built upon an older settlement. Uh, and we think we found, uh, I believe it is remains of an older settlement. Uh, <laughs> there was lots of shit down there. Well, remains at least. There's, We took care of the rest of that. Large spiders and well, kobolds and... It, dead people oh oh dear oh oh dear oh dear well i i, I had no idea uh, uh uh bridger right well, that's what he calls me yeah <laughs> oh, okay yeah well that's that's fascinating you know i have heard old stories that um otari was built upon another um city named otari of course um but i had no idea it was that close to the surface and you say my basement is an entrance to this old city well, yeah. it is now. It was not before, but I believe somebody uh, manufactured that entrance. In fact, I would not be surprised if multiple basements around here could potentially lead into the older parts of the older cities, but you'd basically have to knock down, like, every wall that would destabilize the house would collapse. Be, don't do that. It could um, also be considered an um, exit. Okay. Uh, oh, but you did find all my fish, and you got back all the barrels and crates? Oh. Yeah. yeah, we found them all right, um, and there's barrels and crates down there, so uh, we, we took care of the problem. D- you brought them all back to the basement and covered everything? Yes. It. Oh, well, I'll just go down and check. Uh, there's no need. You've got a busy patron bar. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, um, Sarah, Sarah, can you watch the bar? I'm going to go down, and, and, uh, and I have to do a quick inventory because the day after tomorrow, you know, the ship's coming to pick up um, all the fish for um, Absalom, well, and, and these nice gentlemen have just completed the mission, and I'm so excited. Okay. All, right, all right, we forgot to bring them back <laughs> into the basement room. We uh, can go oh. retrieve them. There's actually some more to it there's this stairway down that we were going to go back and look at in in my basement well not on, really? on farther in um, yeah. there's another section that's got some barrels and crates that belong to someone else did you want those brought into your basement too i i just really want my fish back or to find out what happened to it all because i, I really need the fish um, the, the tables here they're basically like long slats of wood that she's put over on barrels right yes like, okay um, is there one that's about oh, over five feet long, preferably closer to ten? Oh, a lot of them are. Yeah, they're 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 usually like eight foot tables. Like the, she's taken eight foot like two by sixes and laid them on the. Okay, Bridger's just gonna go up to one of them, look at everybody, and be like, uh, "Lift your drinks, folks," and start taking slats of wood. Uh, uh, uh Bridger, uh, if you need uh, construction materials, I have a pile around back. Um, that's uh, patrons. Yeah, these work. Oh boy! Uh, well, what do you need them for? Well, you s- seem to want that hole filled up, so we're going to take care of that hole for you. What? No, man, it's in the name, <laughs> Bridger. Bridge. I get it now. He's going to bridge your heart and mine. No, he's going to make a bridge over the rather deep hole. 
is the hole in the floor or the wall? I'm confused now. <laughs> There's Boy, come the on, come on. Oh, okay. Well, Sarah, watch, watch the bar. So, so she leads you. You know, you lead her downstairs, and she she kind of step thumps, step thumps. And for the first time, you know that she has a a a wooden leg. It's probably too short to make a bridge out of, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because she's a halfling. Wow. And it's like if she was human. Yes. There's a possibility. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you had two of them tied together with like some kind of string and a way to never mind but anyway um is you lead her down to the basement and she sees the dead rats and she's like oh my goodness she goes oh, did they they didn't eat all these fish and and there's several barrels and crates missing did, oh my oh my word look at the hole in my wall oh my goodness uh, that was probably I, the kobolds we uh what 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 what, what? Co co yeah, we, cobalt? We didn't make that hole, lady. You seem <laughs> awfully uh, surprised <laughs> and excited, but I already told you that this is the way things were down here. Yeah, the kobolds that I mentioned earlier. I got some hands. Yeah, the small human dogs. Do you also have wooden ears? <laughs> no. Wow. And that was rude, young man. My goodness, no, I told you that I didn't come down here very far because then I saw the, you know, the eyes and I heard the chittering and I ran back upstairs. Right, but just a little bit ago upstairs, I told you that there were dead rats in a hole in the wall. Well, and you seemed surprised. It's also where we found the orc. <laughs> it, there's an orc in my basement too? Well, Not he, anymore. No, he's upstairs He's now. upstairs. Really? Oh, this that. orc. I thought you meant there was another orc down there. <laughs> well, how many things are in my basement? <laughs> Very few now. Yes, we take care of that. Well, it depends on what you mean by things. Like, if you're talking, like, there's lots of, like, cobwebs, but, like, if you count the cobwebs individually, dust particles, there's a near-infinite amount of things. Right. Because and, space and, and time We don't is know where the property line is either. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, um, property lines. That's an important point. I think point. we're getting rather far afield. I and believe it's the, very interesting. the wall is probably the property okay. line. Donk, after seeing her confusion, he yes. just simply walks up to her and goes, don't even try. And he gives her a hug, and he turns around <laughs> and walks away. She she startles for a minute, and then she's like, very gingerly takes her left hand and, and pats you, like, around the head, neck region. And, yeah, thank you, uh, Donk. Yes. Um, this poor lady. Uh, I just really need my fish back. And if you yeah. could find out what happened to them, I would we, be glad to pay you find out what, um, what I've told you. But you haven't found my fish. Yeah, we, we have. We, we just have. have to bring them back, you and Bridger's just going to start laying the slats down to make the bridge. We needed the wood for the bridge so that we could bring your fish back. To be fair, you didn't ask us to bring it back. You asked us to find out what happened to it. We found that out. So if you want us to bring it back, that means there's more payment involved. No, I did tell you that I need the fish back for the captain that's coming day after yes. tomorrow. She I recorded it. She knows. I was very specific about that, young man. You were specific. Or young sprite. You or were specific about your needs, but not person. about your request. Well, <laughs> um, Nat, perhaps we should go get the barrels. No, no, no. I... I, I am more than willing to retrieve these at no additional cost. I do not have a problem with that. But technically speaking, Nat is correct in that you, you express the desire and the, the job and then your your need for the fish. But again, I, I'm just... Uh, you hear another... As the last board goes, he's like, but I'm, I'm going to go get them. They're, they're over here. You can come check it out. It's neat. And every, oh, all the danger's gone. No, no, no. It's the dinner hour, and I really need to go back up and help Sarah. But, um... 
if you could find out what happened to my fish, because I'm sure that... Uh, okay, uh, well, uh, uh, be careful. She's and, pretty dense, guys. She and she turns, to, she turns to two. She goes, um, you weren't here before. Uh, they, You were in my basement. No, no, you, okay. They said they found you in the tunnels. Like, no, you're hurt. in the sex dungeon. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about that because I'm not sure what that is. But it's you look injured. Would you like to? Would you like to come up and and I'll take care of that leg for you and and you can get some food because you look a little pale. He I mean, well, pale or green. I, did you hear what? I didn't hear what he said. But, uh, well, it's be you, careful and please find my fish and bring them back. And uh, okay, I I will I will pay a little extra because I mean. It's obviously dangerous, and so we gonna you, get you, some porter pay too. Well, well, no, but here, here, I, since he got injured, and I didn't think, I, I mean, even though he wasn't in the party originally, and I didn't know that you were going to bring on extra help. Yeah, he's new to um, us too. Um, I here, here's a couple of healing potions, um, and and that's about all I can spare because, like I said, until the fish get on the boat, the captain doesn't pay me, and and what I've already offered you, and and this is about all I can do right now. But um, if you're successful, we could we could talk about maybe uh, you know free board of an evening, or you could have meals here, and 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 you know I, I'll try to help mm. you guys out if you help me out. I like the way you think, lady. It's all I can do to not say that we just got three free boards to make this bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure we're giving those back. All right, lady. I'll take these potions from you. I appreciate that. Oh, oh, you're very welcome. Just we'll just be back with the with the fish very soon. Just be careful, and 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 I'll I'll take your friend upstairs and 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 see that he's tended to. G- goodbye. U- Uko? Uh, Uko, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Aklo. That's his name. She's, she's uh, wanting us to bring uh, all uh, of the Uko. fish back, right? Uko. Uh, U- Uko? Right? Uko. Y- y- yeah, all of the fish, but like... Okay. How so, much? Uh, Nat will scurry off with pulling out a dagger. Her plan is to go to the kobolds, cut open their stomach, and drain out the contents. They were eating You're fish. You're being a real thorough <laughs> looking for them damn fish there, brother. I do not I don't think that that's what she means. Bridger comes back with you like a, a small, that. small crate uh, from the big blockade, the barricade, and he goes, "Uh, it's it is pronounced Uko. It it, it it translates to he who walks silently in shadows and is need of catnip. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> At least in it, Aruxia it does. It it does. Oh. <laughs> it it's definitely not that in in shadow tongue, but okay." Oh, what does it mean in Shadow Tongue? Um, hell, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so Quick, thought, I so thought you were going to say Uko. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably nothing. It just means catnip. <laughs> just catnip. Just catnip. <laughs> None of the first part. Yeah, like I said, Aklo. Catnip does interesting things to goblins. <laughs> so, how much of the crates are actually left? Because if I'm remembering correctly... Our goblin friend uh, exploded them. No, he did not. He no. simply moved them. Yes, oh. he moved them. I, and I thought he was going to blow them up. No, he actually did a really good job, and he, he took that uh, barricade apart without making hardly any of a sound at all. Um, in fact, Bommy was even impressed because he was standing there going to assist him, and, and uh, he didn't Donk need didn't need help. it. 
Now, you have several crates there and barrels, and you also have pieces of barrels and crates. Unfortunately, there's no fish in them. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't stop Bridger. That's what Nat is going to retrieve is the fish. Is there any fish in the ones that were in the, um, the like, jail cell? I thought you said no on that. No, that, yeah. was, that was all older materials that had been down in the... Uh, in the area for a long, so long time. So they're probably deeper. I'm thinking yes. Down the dark spiral staircase to the second level. Well guys, I guess we're going to have to go deeper. Do I need to check to be able to cut out these stomachs of the kobolds? No. Um, <laughs> you don't. Um, except for the like the ones that, uh, that you found in the throne room. Uh, the rest of them really don't have much in there. I mean, well, one of them has like a small purple rock. You're not sure why that's in there. Um, another one has uh, what looks like um, a piece of flint. Um, and then one of them actually has a piece of what looks like the eggshell. But no fish. Eat the eggshell to gain its power. Perhaps. Because they seem to be very reverent about those, you know, those necklaces. And only the larger kobolds tend to have them. So, so finding that, Nat's going to take a moment to kind of measure the size of this eggshell piece that the cobalt ate, take some notes on it, put it in her pocket, and maybe she'll eat it later. Alright. Bridger's going to be like, alright, anybody who picked up bags of salted fish, start putting them in barrels! You want the bag in the barrel? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> or just the fish. <laughs> I don't know. We want, she wants the fish bag, man. We found salted fish. It stands to reason that they stole these fish from her. You know what? I think you were on to something there. It does make sense. Um, that Wait, gets her list out. That presents a, qu- a quick little problem. And, and, and Donk looks at Nat and he goes, Do not cut Bridget's stomach out. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I, think, I agree. I think Bridger <laughs> eating one will be sufficient. But let's see. Let's, according to my list, it looks like there's three that went in the pickle jar. So we need those back. And then uh, the bag's in your pocket. Donk. That's your name. You know what there, Bridget? I think you've got a good idea. Bridget. <laughs> oh if we leave God. them in the bags and we throw them in the barrel, she's just selling them anyway, how, right? So, what's to say the end user doesn't want a measured dose of smoked fish? It's like pre-packaging, man. Yeah. I sure. think that's a great idea, Bridget. She also might get... We're going to have to bring that up to her no, when no, we no, see no. her again. No, no, no. It's not Bridget, because... It does more than bridge one thing to another. It's bridge-er, because it's always bridging the gap for everybody. Why did you give me this nickname? <laughs> That's what you said your name was. No, I didn't. Well, I said I don't have a name. I'm a bridge from that which was and that which must be. <coughs> so, bridge? <laughs> so you bridge it. It makes sense to me. I'm going to be honest, it does. <laughs> if you go the faces. Like, uh, <laughs> they don't have schools here anymore, do they? <laughs> I'm not from here. <laughs> they don't have schools here anymore, do they? Well, the best well, way to learn is to read a book. I've got several if you want to borrow one. Yeah, you still think I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you're, you're a were-lizard. Do you have a... Uh, do you have a a book that mentions sarcasm? Sar- is that between, uh, let's see, scabs and syphilis? No, it's spelled S-A, and scabs oh. is S-C, and syphilis is S-Y, so it would be before scabs. It'd be, like, between, um, 
uh, uh, Sab and you must be missing uh, that book there, Nick. Sars. Oh, I don't have the that early of the the letters yet. I'm still working my way through the Z's. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming as you're working your way through the seas, you're also working your way through the first level of the, the dungeon proper back to the throne room, correct? Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to get fish, I think. I'm scouting ahead. Well, once you once you get all the pouches of fish from Donk and the ones out of the, um, the pickle jar that he put in there, and the ones, that, well, mostly just heads and a tail or two from the ones in the throne room that Nat cut open... Um, and you put those in a barrel. You've got about a quarter of a barrel of fish. So I, I will say the heads and stuff go into a separate container. Oh, excellent. Good good idea. Fish heads. All right. So fish um, heads. I'll, go like up, I'll, fish heads. I'll go up and update uh, the, the little girl upstairs, and I'll be right back, and then we can go and find the rest of the fish. Uko will go to the stairs and wait, cast dancing lights so he can see down the stairway. Donk wants to know what's in those crates. You just saw what we put in there. We already checked them. No, the crates that were used to make the barricade. We simply moved them. We never checked what was in them. Yeah, they're empty, what? Donk. Yeah. I, I okay. said that, yeah. But that's why they were so light, where you could move two at once to get them out of the way when you got that natural 20. And they were stamped Otari Fishery Industries, OTI. So um, you know that these once once held the smoked and salted fish, but they, they're empty. Uh, Nat goes upstairs to uh, update the chick. Does anyone go up with me? I'll go with you. Um, so uh, Nat looks around. All right, so uh, we didn't find any of the fish. Well, we found... She kind of jumps like she's startled when you pop up out of the... Oh, uh, it's... it's Yes, hi, it's you again. Um, Did you find the fish already? That was very fast. I found some pieces, but we think we need to go deeper to get the rest of the fish for you. Uh, that would be good. Um, but I, I cut out the pieces that we found and we put them in a barrel for you. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, oh, thank you? I love I the fact that she's always surprised by your presence, even <laughs> though you're a glowing ball of, of light on a dog. <laughs> She'd see you coming, yeah. yeah. Well, she's got her back turned, and she's been very busy. Gonna have to and, put uh, a bell on that dog? Yes. <laughs> and she says, thank you? I, yes, okay. And um, she, this time, you hear the door lock whenever Won't take you two shapes, lady. That's not gonna stop us. Uh, no, but but it makes her feel better because she keeps getting getting startled by this. Uh, Is there a crack underneath the door between the bottom of the door and the floor? Oh, of course, yes. So uh, Nat sticks his, her head underneath and goes, "We'll be back." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> she hired us. Yeah. Well, did she? You were the first people to show up. So did you just say she locked us down here? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. That's not gonna end well for her door when we come back. <laughs> I think she's just she's just tired of being startled by this small sprite and the dog. But uh, yeah, I can squeeze through it. So <laughs> yeah, and and once he squeezes his head under there, she's like, ah, fine. And you hear the lock click open again. So, so the rest of you are down in the throne room by the spiral staircase leading deeper into the dun uh, dungeon. Uko has cast dancing lights down there. And Uko, as you look down, you see that the stairs spiral down deep into the earth before ending in a chamber that you can't see a whole lot of, just the foot of the stairs. Um, but you can tell that it opens up into space as you send your lights out. They go uh, a little distance before they stop. To, to see in there, you'll have to go down. As Bridger uh, eventually shows up, yeah. Uko will say, 
It looks like there's space down there. It's, yeah, man, it's a stair. You think it was just like an end of a dead end wall, man? Space. I mean, it's underground caverns. The final frontier. Well, yeah, but but the fridge. I said, no, sorry. The, the fact that, like, you know, we have yet oh, to man. find anything we would identify as baby indicates that there would be, in fact, more to explore. Baby! You need to have, like, deductive reasoning, my dude. <laughs> did I just have a stroke? What did you just say? Other way to meet. Get in me, Bennett! I said the fact that we have not found anything that we would classify as baby indicates that there would be more to explore down there. As baby? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You don't speak Draconic. Uh, these things worship a creature that they call baby, which is what I presume the eggshells uh, are a part of. The necklaces that they have are an eggshell. It's quite large. I'm thinking some sort of a, a creature that probably enjoys fish. Oh, okay. What well, does donk mean? <laughs> it is a name. Yeah, I'm... Donkey tonk, donkey donk, no. <laughs> Donkey donk. So as you guys look at the stairs, do the stairs look back? I do not blink. I blink profusely. I am not crying. It's probably from the dancing lights. They're very bright. Yes. They're not actually dancing, but when you blink that fast, they look like they're dancing. (coughs) It's like a strobe for your eyes. You know what they say about strobe lights. They're really good for your eyes. Yes, and seizures. All right, as you uh, as you make your start making your way down the uh, spiral staircase, what is everybody's in, um, perception modifier? Who has the highest perception modifier? For, for God, I got a six. Do I hear anybody higher than a six? Anybody Donk has a four. Sounds like everybody else has a four. That starts with P, right? It's oh, above wait. your skill list. Yes, what are we above doing? your skill list. Yeah. Perception. I need your modifier. Right hand side under hit points. Oh, yeah. Unless we're stealthing, at which point I think do I use my stealth score instead? Do you want to be stealthing? Uh, I, I would I want to be stealthing. Got an eight. You have an eight. Okay. Ooh. So what is your stealth score, Donk? My stealth is a seven. All right. So eight is the highest score. So you you all make your way down, Donk being very stealthy, um, and just place yourselves um, in the first oh four squares there by the wall in front at the base of the stairs. Somebody will have to stay in the stairwell because things happen. The part I like the most about the whole everyone stealthing is the big glowing ball of light that's right behind them. (laughs) They might see us, but they ain't gonna hear us. Who is that? Who's that person right there in the middle at the front? You mean the very small front person? The very, very first person farthest out in the room there is that Donk. If it's a goblin fig, yes, that is Donk. That is Donk. Okay. If it's not the the flaming banana, and it's not the uh, <laughs> the dog, and it's not the uh, not the well, I uh, just want to make sure that I shoot. I mean, uh, talk to the right goblin <laughs> or dwarf. Okay, so um, donk, you get down there. Tell who. That and is. as no, you get as you get no, down, that person in front is in fact uh, the dwarf. Oh, good! It is the dwarf. Excellent. As you get down there, your lights illuminate um, a room that looks like it has been specifically prepared to defend against intruders. On one side of the room, there a table has been turned over on its side to provide cover, while on the other side, crates and barrels, also marked with Otari Fishery Industries, have been put together to form a second barrier. And from those two areas, you hear a twang, twang, as uh, two 
crossbow bolts go sailing at poor Bommy Taker. The Taker? So, Bommy. Yeah, man? Does a 21 hit your armor class? Yeah, it hits me. Wouldn't it hit you? And you take four points of piercing damage from one crossbow bolt. Right. And the other one you're able to duck under as it goes whizzing over your head and cracks on the wall. Let's roll initiative. We were using whatever skill we were using for initiative modifier? Yes. Right, okay. Is that a new fan? No. Okay. It just looked like a different fan. I don't know. It is the only fan. I did slow it down. <laughs> oh, now you can actually see the individual plates, maybe. All right. That's what's throwing you off. Bommy, what did you get for initiative, sir? Uh, that would be uh, 11. Excellent. Nat, what did you get? Nat got 17. A 17. All right. And Donk? No, that's on the die. I have a 22. Way more gooder. And Bridger? 10. A 10. A 10. And Uko? 15 after I do math. 15 after you do math. All right. You guys come down. You were trying to... Um, Donk was trying to be quiet. Bommy was coming down looking around, and he caught one of two crossbow bolts fired by hidden assailants. Unfortunately, there are several assailants hidden, and you get to meet one very quickly as he comes streaking at you from around the barrels Ew. and crates. Put some clothes on. Have some decency. You saying he's naked? Does he well, have a carpenter drill? <laughs> he does have scales on. Well, he's got one. It's just lower. <laughs> no, they call that the hammer. We went, we, we went with hammer. <laughs> hammer don't hurt him. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. No. He's actually singing this in the staircase while we're in combat. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew Bridger was going to be a bard when we started? <laughs> You're such a crooner, man. So that um, that kobold, um, he runs towards Uko um, with a a spear and a short sword posed, and he is going to try to get you. The first one goes wide as you're uh, startled, but able to respond in time, and then he tries to follow up with the short sword. Does an 18 hit you? It does, in fact. Ah, he got you with a short sword as you take two piercing damage. Ow. And that's the end of his turn. But from the other side, where the table's at, another kobold that looks a lot like the one that just attacked Uko comes streaking around, and he confronts Dunk. Not for long he doesn't. Look out there, Dunk. <laughs> Dunk, does a 17 hit you? No. Every wrong name. All of them. All right. So he's going to try one more time. Oh, I think that'll get you. That is a 19 plus 5 for the second attack um, will be a 24. Yeah, that gets me. And he stabs you with his short sword. I said, look out. What's the plus 5 all about? Well, he has a plus 9, but he takes off 4 because it's agile. So he got plus 5. 19 plus 5 is 24. I was doing math out loud in my head. Sorry. Didn't mean to confuse you. So it wasn't three hits. It was just the one... <laughs> Yes, it's just one hit, and he took his two actions after he moved, so he is done. And uh, you hear the ratcheting sound behind the table, Bommy? <laughs> yes, and then another crossbow bolt comes streaking toward you. But maybe it's because you've been over with pain, maybe because you're like, oh, yeah, I got hurt, and it goes over your head and slams on the wall, and you hear the ratcheting sound click, 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 click again as, <laughs> as he's reloading. 
Yes. My damage. Oh, I am sorry. Three points. I thought I told you that. Teacher, teacher, you forgot to assign homework. And now, Donk, you get to go. <laughs> okay, uh, let's twin faint this little bastard that tried to attack me. All right. Twin faint. Oh my gosh, he's wow. using skills and abilities. He's using an ability. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't think this is allowed. Um, Fancy. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of forgot how this even works. Um, I know it leaves him flat-footed <laughs> if I hit his ass. <laughs> Listen, there's, uh, there the reason is. why we're laughing is we also covered this with him <laughs> last night, too. <laughs> oh, just last night. I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt because it had been a while since we had, had played. You mean last yeah, week? a whole week. <laughs> last Sunday? Well, it is Kurt. I mean, come on. What? Y- you make an attack, and then you make another attack. If your first attack hits, he's flat-footed. All right. Um, does your weapon have agile, Kurt? Yes. So you make two attack rolls. So with the first attack roll with my dog slicer, that is a 14. That misses as he leaps back out of the way. Less. They both nope. missed. This, that is this more, is actually. No, it's... On the second one, that is uh, 16. Yes, it minus, missed two. Minus four, it would actually be 12. Oh. Yes, that misses even worse. This this kobold uh, is cagey and very uh, very limber, and he ducks out of the way. I'm going to swing one more time at him. Go for the fences. That's uh, minus eight, right? Yep. Correct, if it's an agile weapon, yes. So I, I have a question on that. Yeah. I know when you ha- are under the effects of, like haste and stuff, you can actually get up to a fourth attack, but you're... Your penalty can't go past minus 10. Correct. Right? But with a weapon like this, where it normally would stop at minus 8, and if you made a fourth attack, would it go to minus 10, or would it stay it, at the minus I 8? I believe the rules state that it is the highest one of your itinerary attacks, so it would only right. be an 8 if it was an agile weapon. Gotcha. Correct. So... Your math there, Kurt, makes it a 15. One five. Yeah, I know. I just thought I had something to help overcome that. This one uh, ducks under your last attack and hisses at you. It's Nat's turn, but we'll have to wait for next time to find out if he uh, hits or not on Shield Bash. Thanks, everybody. is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shieldbash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shieldbash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.